you know, is it is it intelligence is intelligence or is emotion intelligence based, right? If I have a, if I have a guy on my uh, woman man whatever the exact same thing on both sides, right? Boom boom, both people left and right the same, but. One of them has a fucking 80 IQ, and one of them has 115 IQ, right? They're, one of them's fucking literally retarded, right? Like, they meet that threshold to be mentally disabled in this country. 80 or below IQ. And you have somebody at 115 who is not a genius by any means, but well above average. They each had a puppy in front of them, and you smashed. Well, they're in, you know they're not next to each other per se. They're in different rooms, but you took their puppy. You're like, oh yeah, that's my puppy. Yeah, I love my puppy. And you smashed that puppy's head with a sledgehammer right in front of them. Right? Are they going to react the same? Is the retard uh, <laughs> the retard going to act the same way as the intelligent person? Let's 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 narrow it down even more. Um, let's say they have the same personality type. Let's say they're both, uh, you know, Briggs Meyer isn't necessarily end all be all, right? But gives you kind of a baseline idea of the type of person you're dealing with here. So let's say let's say both of them are ENTPs, right? Can a retard be an ENTP? I don't know. Has anyone done studies on this stuff, like intelligence based personalities, right? For the you know for the sake of argument, let's just say they're both the exact same Briggs Meyer. Smash their head. Are they going to react the same? I my point of this is I think yes, right? I think it is. That's why emotional based rhetoric is always more successful and is always more powerful because it reaches a broader broader audience, right? If you tell me, right? If there's if there's three people in the room. Let's say there's not three, but there's two people debating, and there's a group of individuals in the room. And uh, let's say there's a topic that the group of individuals, 20, 100 people, whatever, have never heard before. They've never heard of this before, right? But the two individuals in front of them are discussing whether or not it's factual things that occurred at this at this time. And let's just say, let's just make up some stuff. Let's say in uh, uh, 1925... Um, two million people were rounded up around the country, the United States of America. They were rounded up. Two million people were rounded up who had um, moles on their left cheek. Two million people. This is, this is what the one person's saying. He's saying that two million people were rounded up in the United States that had moles on their left cheek and were executed. They were brought in by trains, and they were gassed, and they were burned alive, and they were executed. And, uh, and that his point is that uh, you know they did it at um, two different camps, two different buildings, right? One building in 1940, the other building in 1945. Okay, those are his standpoints, and he says, you know, I have pictures of these people being brought in. Um, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, right. And the audience, you know, the people listening to this are going to be like, "Oh my God, that's fucking terrible. It's horrible. How many people died? There's so many people died. Wow, that makes me sick to my stomach to even think about all of those poor people that have died 
and they didn't do anything wrong. They just had a marking on their face. That's it. Like, how evil can you be and sinister? Oh my God! There's people just flabbergasted that this type of event could have occurred. Right now, here's before the second guy talks. I want to ask you: Is that emotion solidified? Right? Is that emotion solidified? No matter what evidence the second guy brings up, it doesn't matter what he says, right? That's what I believe. I don't think it matters what he says. Even if he brings up irrefutable evidence that this did not happen at all. I bet you more than half of the people that heard the first person talk are going to refute what he's saying. It's say, oh, you're just, you're just this, you're just that. How, how dare you, how heartless could you be? He showed us photographs of people in these buildings. He showed us photographs of dead bodies. How could you say, how heartless could you be to say this didn't happen? That's going to be the main talking point, right? In this in this peer group, there may be some people. Like I said, probably you know less than half of them. My estimation. Let's say, wait a minute. This, hold on a second. This guy has irrefutable proof that it didn't happen. He has building and construction dates on those two facilities, and neither of them were even existed between the uh, 1940 and 1945. Both buildings are built in 1946. They didn't exist then. Here, he, he supplied photographic evidence of the area in 1943, where this uh, atrocity should have been well underway. There was nothing there. He also showed that there was Photoshop evidence, fake images superimposed onto film. He showed the originals. And he also showed that the photographs of those dead bodies were from a totally different tragic event that occurred somewhere else in the world. So how could I possibly believe what this first individual said? But now who's right, though? Who's fake photos? And that's the other, that's the other thing. Someone will bring a wealth. If you believe that one of those photos are fake, who's to say that his isn't fake and his is real or his is real and his is fake? I'm telling you, if people get attached to a tragic event or something that's emotionally based as negative, how someone feels thinking about that, and they encounter a lot of other people that were exposed to that, quote, fact, they're locked in. They're done. It ain't coming out. And I think that's one of the issues right now with left wing and leftist media in general is because they scream the loudest on these social media platforms. They tell you about these tragedies. They tell you about this stupidity. They tell you about these horrible things happening. They tell you about all this negative stuff. They tell you about these atrocities. They tell you about these deaths and murders and suicides. And they tell you about all of these things that invoke emotion in your body and in your mind to say that's terrible. easier to take a stance on something because how it makes you feel than it is to dissect what is proposed 
weigh truths and falsehoods, gather evidence, look at facts, real things, and then discern what is reality and what is fiction. Not only is that a, a daunting task for most people that live in this, in this world, the truth is that when you do that, most of the time, it proves that your original emotional reaction to when you were first introduced to this topic was wrong, and you were made a fool of, and you were manipulated, and you were used. So at that point, it becomes a, f a conflict between yourself and what everybody thinks of you, right? Would you rather have somebody think you're stupid and uh, you, you, you can be taken advantage of and you can be manipulated and you can be used and you're too stupid to figure out why or how it happened? Or would you just rather have someone disagree with you and say you're wrong? Well, I think it's pretty obvious which most people would take. And it goes back to the fact that once something is spouted off loudly enough, and if it invokes enough emotion, sadness, remorse, guilt, it doesn't matter if you have an 80 IQ or a 120 IQ. Because you're going to attach to that emotion almost every time, first and off the bat. Obviously, there are outliers like people like me and some other people who are skeptical about any kind of emotional-based nonsense. I want to check that shit in the bud right away. Well, you know, I don't like how you're coming at me. I can see the verbiage you're using in this statement, and it's trying to provoke me to feel a certain way. And I don't like that. I'm aware of that. And I want to look into what you're saying. Maybe two million people did die. In 19, between 1940 and 1943 or 1945. Sure, maybe that happened. When they had moles on their face, they it up and they killed them. They're represented with two different things. Maybe some of those photographs, maybe some of those. Now, keeping that in mind, that even if you are an open-minded person, even if you're somebody that thinks to themselves, well, it could have happened. Both of these uh, pieces of evidence seem pretty solid. If I have admitted that one of these photographs or multiple of these photographs have been faked, and uh, is it possible that this one has been faked? And this is, the, in fact, the real one. Sure. Okay, so that leaves doubt, reasonable doubt, and now we're in some kind of a law situation. Now, let me ask you this. If, if that's the case, and you find out later, you're, somebody, you're one of those people in the audience, and you find out later that 2 million people didn't die, only 12,000 did, but it happened exactly like the first guy said. Yes, some of those photographs were fake. Yes, they did it in different buildings than the first guy specified. He was lying about that, or his information that he got was incorrect, but he believed it anyway. Didn't do research before he presented his topic in front of the audience. Does that make him a liar? Does that make him a manipulator? Or does it just make him an uneducated fool who's trying to perpetuate nonsense for whatever his cause may be? Either way, if only 12,000 people died instead of 2 million, and you're in the audience, how do you feel now? 
because that's still 12,000 people that died, but it's nowhere near the amount of people. The magnitude of death has gone down exponentially. Does your emotional connection to that story change at all? Do you feel upset that you were manipulated and that only 12,000 people died? Do you say to yourself, well, you know, that sucks, but it was 12,000, was it 2 million? This guy lied about all sorts of stuff. Maybe he's even lying about this, you know, who, who knows? And that's what makes humanity and how we work and how we function as a society very critical on how we view things. And at the end of the day, everything that's spouted off on the internet, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, CNN, NBC, Fox News, whatever, we can't trust that everything has been looked at to see if that's the actual truth, the actual truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because there's so much information coming at you. Facebook is another is another platform. There's so much information coming at you from so many different angles. And what do we do as people? We try to accept new information coming in, but generally from sources that we've agreed with previously. From people who have said things that we've agreed with previously. It's difficult to go outside the box and look at other people's point of views on whatever topic is that you already have a stance on. Because it comes back to the fact that people don't want to be proven wrong. People don't want to be made a fool of, even if no one will ever know. Even if you have a personal belief on something specific and you've acted on that on your own free will and uh, no one knows how you feel about it, whatever the case may be, but maybe kind of it defines your personality a bit. And you come to find out through happenstance or maybe a little bit of dicking that you've been led astray. That that part of you, that belief system that you have is fake. doesn't exist. You were lied to. You were manipulated. You were taken advantage of. That's soul searching that you have to do at that point. Do you, do you continue to perpetuate the lie to try to infect other people so they join your cause of falsehoods? Or do you abruptly stop it and say, you know what, this... This whole thing is fucking stupid. This isn't even real. These numbers that I've been I've been telling other people, these numbers that I have in my head, the way that these stories that I look on the internet and I, I get, see on Facebook and Twitter, they're not even real. They're all fabrications, and I've been manipulated this whole time. You're going to get super angry and voice your opinion loud as hell against everything. Or you're not, and if you do the if you do the former, you're going to be known as someone who was manipulated. I I knew this, and I've, I I am different now. I've changed my ways now. I have new beliefs now, because that guy nobody listens to that guy either, because that guy's a wishy washy, right? You rather you rather talk to somebody with conviction and have these flatline beliefs on a particular topic, than someone who's changed positions on that topic. It's very important that we have a platform of true facts and with individuals that are able to debate with no stance. I don't think there should be Republican or I think Republican Party, sure. 
Democratic Party? Sure, whatever, independent, whatever kind of party you want to create. But I think presidents should be neutral. I don't know how it would work. I don't even know if presidents are a good idea, to be honest. But I know that in this day and age, with so much information flying around so quickly, and, and not just not just quickly, just the massive amount of it. It's just like f there's just fire hoses spraying you down from every angle 24 hours a day, and you can't get away from it. You know, that's how you feel inside. It's just overwhelming. But I tell you what, turn your TV off if you watch TV. Don't watch TV for one week. Leave your cell phone at home. People want to call you. They'll have, you'll have text messages you can respond to at, when you get home from work at night. You'll have voicemails that you can respond to. I mean, this is what, this is what people did for 100 years when, when communication technology came out. We were fine. Leave your phone at home. You know, go to work, do your job. Don't borrow someone else's phone. Don't look on the internet. Don't use a laptop or an iPad. Go to work, do your work. You know, if your work uh, entails going online or something, that would be sort of defeat the purpose. But uh, most people don't require to be online all day long. Don't look at Facebook for a week. Leave your phone at home for a week. And I'm telling you, that first day, you are going to have withdrawals. You're going to be freaking out. You're going to have all this idle time in your life. You're not going to figure out what's going on. What am I doing right now? I'm, I'm just walking around the room right now. I have nothing to do. It's because you'd fill that time with your phone. You'd fill that time with your pad. You'd fill that time with your laptop. You'd fill that time with your desktop. You'd fill that time with your television set. But after three or four days, I'm telling you, you're going to start doing things. You're going to start hanging those Christmas lights, vacuuming, washing your fucking dirty-ass bedsheets that you haven't washed in two months, three months maybe. You're going to go wash your car. You're going to clean out the garage. You're going to organize your tool shed or your laundry room. You're going to maybe go work out. There's like a million things that you'll start to do and you'll realize how much time you waste every day going online, staring at your phone for 20 minutes here and there. Adds up, man. And those times that you're online, you're getting pumped full of information. You're either going to the same websites over and over again trying to get some sort of echo chamber where everyone's talking about the stuff that you want to hear. You want to hear about how dirty the Jews are. You want to hear about how bad niggers are. You want to hear about how evil white men are. You want to hear about feminism's, in, uh, feminism's empowerment in today's society. You want to hear about the wage gap and how a how terrible it is and how it's getting larger every day. You want to hear about astronauts. You want to hear about gardening. You want to hear about auto-tuning. Whatever it is you want to hear about, that's the first thing you do when you get on your phone and you're looking for information. You go to those same familiar spots where everybody's talking about the same thing that makes you comfortable because it makes them comfortable to talk about it too. And it's a dangerous game because now you have all of these people, millions and millions of people in these tiny little groups, right? Some groups are bigger than the others. There's no doubt about it. And some of those small groups, they're the loudest. And they pump out this emotional-based factoids that have never been checked, 
that have never been verified. And it seeps into all these other platforms, all these other people hear it, and they either attack it or they embrace it. And they regurgitate it. And I think that at the end of the day, stupid people perpetuate this stuff just as much as intelligent people. And even though you go around your whole life and ask groups of people and crowds of people, are there stupid people that exist? Yeah, yeah, there's stupid people everywhere. Go around individually and ask every single person on earth individually if they're stupid and they're going to tell you no. Are you stupid? No. Nobody's going to tell you they're dumb. Nobody's going to tell you that they get manipulated and they get taken advantage of every day. Nobody's going to tell you that they fall for shit all the time. Nobody's going to tell you that they constantly make bad decisions. No one's going to tell you that. Okay, so who are we asking here? Groups or individuals? How do we know? How do we know if they're stupid people? We need to have standardized testing early on. It needs to happen multiple times during a child's life. And at certain thresholds, those children need to be broken down even further into personality types. And, and those personality types need to be grouped together. And they need to be directed towards things that will make them as productive as they could possibly be. The special snowflake syndrome telling these kids nowadays, you're beautiful, you can do whatever you want. I'm sorry, dude. You know, if you have uh, one leg, you're not going to be a basketball player. It's just not happening. You could maybe have some fun in high school and maybe, I don't even think college, but you know what I'm saying? You're not going to be a professional basketball player. If you're fucking stupid, if you're literally, if you have an IQ of fucking 94, you're not going to be an astrophysicist. You're not going to be a mechanical engineer. It's not going to happen, man. You're going to be a secretary or you're going to labor for bricklayers. Those things are necessary. Let's stop perpetuating the lies. Let's stop dividing people based on who's talking the loudest and who's able to spit the most emotionally based nonsense to try to control your path. Let's let facts dictate where we go and how we believe as a group. And let's let intelligent people with the proper personality types into situations that will benefit everybody. The rich, the poor, the brilliant, or the retarded. And let's stop trying to say that people who are stupid can do anything they want. Because they can't. <laughs>